Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and with me, as always, for an episode of The Standard is the Standard is Lance Williams out on the West Coast. Lance, the draft is over. It's It was a whirlwind this whole weekend. Uh, what are your thoughts on... I don't, I don't want to get your analysis just yet, but what were your just general thoughts on the draft itself um, from an NFL standpoint, from a Steelers standpoint? I'd love to get your thoughts. I think the Steelers were quite aggressive in the draft. And if you wonder why I'm doing this voice, it's because I just saw Avengers Endgame. So I have to give you my superhero voice to start the show. Love the aggressiveness with the first round pick. And that's the type of aggressiveness that the Steelers are going to need if they're going to beat that team up north in the race to the seventh championship. So. Love that aggressiveness. Okay, so we talked. If you haven't listened, um, and huge thanks to everyone that has checked out the show in one one way, shape, or form, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's in podcast form, if you've shared it, uh, even if you told friends about it, hey, check out the show. We really appreciated our numbers. We're really up this weekend over the draft. We appreciate that. We hope you keep coming back because the content's gonna still going to be there. Um, we talked, Lance, uh, on Thursday night. You were part of the Super Show. After Devin Bush was drafted, the Steelers traded up to number 10 to get him. We talked about that pick a lot. I loved I, I wish I had the comment in front of me, but there was someone commented and thought that you were very negative during the show. I, th- I believe they called you a wet towel. And, <laughs> and I thought that was a very accurate description, but um, nonetheless. Thanks. 
a wet towel. <laughs> so we talked about, I'll have to look it up. We talked about that pick a lot on Thursday night. But I haven't gotten to know your thoughts on day two, where they drafted, obviously, with their third round picks. They had no second round picks. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson from Toledo, their first pick in the third round. Justin Lane, defensive back from Michigan State in the third round. What were your thoughts when they made those selections? This was a, a, a very need-focused draft. We always talk about Kevin Colbert and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talk about best player available, how they trust their board, and they're going to draft to their board because, you know, the key to winning football games is obviously, big up Mike Tomlin, is having good football players. And, and drafting best player available allows you to do that. You don't reach. You get solid football players because football is a, a game of attrition. You're going to need football players, solid ones across the roster. So the philosophy is if you draft best player available, you get solid football players. But when you look at how this lines up, they really hit needs. And on Thursday's show, we talked about some of the things that we thought that they would do with their remaining draft picks. I know I talked about wide receiver. I talked about tight end. I talked about running back. We talked about defensive back. And I'm not surprised. I've said this over and over and over again that I think the biggest need for this football team is trying to replace 15 touchdowns. And I think when you go out and you get a wide receiver, you get a running back, you do that, and you fortify it on the back side of that, on the defensive side with the defensive back, by trying to give up fewer points as well. So I think they did a great job in trying to address those needs and to address that issue of five points per game. However you do it, you have to make up five points per game, whether that's on the offensive end or that is taking points off the scoreboard. And I think they did that, and I think they addressed those needs. Okay, and so you kind of bled into the day three picks, and you mentioned the running back. That's Benny Snow Jr. from Kentucky. Uh, and that was in the fourth round, fifth round, Zach Gentry, tight end out of Michigan. And then they had three six-round picks. First pick was Northern Illinois' linebacker Sutton Smith, a, a smaller. He weighs 233 pounds. He's an outside linebacker that they said could flex to the inside if they needed him. And then they go down to Alabama, Isaiah Bugs. His nickname is Big Poo. Um, <laughs> he's a defensive tackle for the Steelers. That's what he'll play. And then linebacker Ulysses Gilbert III from Akron in this third pick of the sixth round. And they finished up with the guard, Derwin Gray from Maryland in the seventh round. Um, let's cut to the chase. The, the, the title of this episode was, which 2019 draft pick not named Devin Bush? Because it is becoming very, very evident that either Mark Barron's going to start the season or Devin Bush is going to start the season. We'll get into the news about John Bostic here in a second. But if you're not, if you're taking Bush out of the equation, you're not talking about Devin Bush from Michigan. Which other draft picks, the, any of the other eight that were selected, which player do you think will have the biggest impact this season? I'd love to hear what you think. Let me go, let me take a look at this in terms of process of elimination. Okay. So we're going to eliminate Devin Bush. We know Devin Bush is going to either start or play in sub packages. If you go to the third round in terms of Deontay Johnson and Justin Lane, you look at the cornerbacks. The top three cornerbacks are, of course, going to be Nelson, Hayden, and, you know, the nickel corner. I, I don't Hilton, know why I'm Mike Hilton. Hilton, the nickel corner. So those three guys will get a majority, the bulk of the snaps in at corner. And if you mix in the safeties, the two starting safeties, those are going to be principally your five defensive backs. Maybe if Barron flexes as a big nickel, excuse me, a big corner. 
not a big corner, but a big safety and dime. Those will be your six defensive backs. So I don't think Justin Lane will be a part of that mix in terms of changing things. Deontay Johnson, I think the wide receivers are kind of set. Uh, if you look at the depth chart of the wide receiver position, I think Deontay Johnson could be a return guy, maybe somewhere there. So I don't think he's going to play a ton of snaps. When you look at the six rounders, the edge, uh, Sutton Smith, Bugs, Ulysses Gilbert, those are just roster filler type guys. And Derwin Gray, I don't even know if he's going to make the roster. I don't even know if all the sixth round picks will make the roster. So that leaves Benny Snell and Zach Gentry. And of those two, I think it'll probably be Benny Snell. I think Benny Snell, given the fact that you only have two solid running backs right now that have contributed, I think Benny Snell could slot in there and be a backup to the Terminator and get decent amount of reps and a decent amount of snaps over the course of the season. You could see him being a red zone guy, getting red zone touches because he's a big physical runner. So I think Benny Snell of the draft picks will have the most significant impact outside of the number one draft pick in Bush. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because last I asked the same question to Dave and Brian on our show after the third round, I'm sorry, the seventh round, day three, had wrapped up, and we all had different answers. Um, Brian Davis said he thought Justin Lane because he he figured that Joe Hayden would probably get hurt at some point, and he didn't think that Artie Burns or Brian Allen or Cameron Sutton would be ahead of Justin Lane as a potential player. He likes him a lot, so he thinks he would get on the field, make an impact. Um, Dave said Dante Johnson because he thinks there is a spot for him on this team. I went the same with you, Benny Snell Jr., because as great as James Conner's first real season as a starter was, he has yet to play a full 16-game slate. And I, you know, you mentioned how he's good, but he's got to stay healthy. And Jalen Samuels, he's has a small sample size, but in this in that time, he did show some promise as a utility guy, a versatile player that can play, you know, the slot can play as a tight end, even an H back, and can run the ball well. And then you had Benny Snell, who's a completely different back than those other two guys. And I said this last night, and it's you think about James Conner's style; he's a one cut downhill guy. And you look at Jalen Samuels, he's he's definitely not as fast as Connor is. Uh, he definitely likes to work in space, but Benny Snell's a punisher, man. Uh, have you seen any of the highlights of him, Lance? Yeah, I saw a run, I, I believe. Um, he carried a couple of guys in the end zone, got hit first contact, you know, maybe when he just hit the hole, and then he dragged two guys into the end zone. It might have been against Oklahoma. I'm not sure who it was against, but it was a punishing run in the red zone and he carried the guy in and to your point to samuels he's a manuel de moore type guy yeah you know versatile good pass protection good catching it out of the backfield he's not a guy that you want to get 25 carries we know he played ridiculously well against the patriots in that matchup but that's not a guy you want to get a bulk of the carries i like snell as a punishing runner and i think the other thing with the running back position, the biggest thing about running backs is, you know it, Jeff, what keeps a running back off the field? Throwing the ball too much. <laughs> Pass protection. Pass protection. <laughs> I mean, that's what will keep a running back off the field yeah. if a running back can't pass protect. So if he can figure that out, blitz pick up, pass protect, he gets on the field, and he'll be able to contribute quickly. And the tight end, I just think Grimble 
and, and, and McDonald are the two guys that will be playing the tight end spot. So I think it's an uphill battle for that guy to get on the field. So I, I agree with you. I think it's Snell. Gentry is six foot eight inches tall. I didn't realize that until they told me yesterday. That is a giant of a man. So if they maybe find a red zone role for that guy or something, he might get on the field. Maybe maybe he's the guy that has the biggest impact, and everyone else is just kind of there, other than Devin Bush, obviously. You're so stronger, be... though. You're stronger, though. <laughs> I might be. I, I don't know. I, I think you could do more reps at 225 <laughs> than you can. I'm going to put my money on you. Okay. All right. I, I don't know what his uh, combine numbers were at six eight. Man, those are long arms. That's a, you're pushing that weight for a long. That's a long way to push that weight. I have five foot nine arms. So that's totally <laughs> different. <laughs> okay. So let's let's uh, leave the other uh, draft picks for a second. If you didn't hear the news, and I think you did send me this information yesterday, but we published it on behindthesealcurtain.com. Uh, yesterday, after the draft was done, they had just signed their. 10 undrafted free agents news came out and it was really blunt man i mean the steelers did this guy no love it's just real the tweet was we have terminated the contract of john bostic like that's it I'm like man you're gonna do the guy like that and so he's done john bostic who we once thought would be the expendable player he's not even on the team anymore the steelers do him a solid by cutting him now giving him a chance to try to find a new home um so really it's devin bush or it's mark barron He's going to start week one at inside linebacker alongside a super presuming it's going to be Vince Williams. Lance, who's it going to be? Will it be Barron? Will they say we're not going to put the rookie out there just yet? Or is Devin Bush, the guy that they traded a lot for and moved up 10 spots in the NFL draft? Is he the guy from day one in week one? Maybe I'll get some of my love back from Steeler Nation and I'll be a dry towel. Instead of a wet towel, I'll be a usable. <laughs> I'll be a usable towel because I just, you know, wet towels aren't usable when you come out wet. Exactly. Hence, wet towel. Bush is going to start. Bush is going to start. They are going to give the young man Devin Bush Jr. every opportunity to start. If he does not start, it's because he may not be picking up the defense fast enough but they are going to give him every possibility to start. And I think he's going to be your day one starter, man. Put the boy in the mix, let him go and let's see what it does. It's going to be tough. That first matchup against the Patriots, but Hey man, we need a young ferocious young hitter in there. Hey, throw him to the wolves. If he's ready, throw him to the wolves. I think he will be ready. I think Devin Bush will be the starter. Why be conservative? Let's go get it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the, like you said, unless he can't learn the defense in time, because he called the plays in Michigan. I'm not saying that Michigan is the equivalent of an NFL defense with all the different checks and all the different signals and all that stuff. I'm not saying that at all. I will say that Michigan had one of the better defenses in the nation last year, and he was the, the captain in terms of play calling of that unit. So um, I think that Bush will start week one. I think Barron's going to play a lot, though. If people think that, oh, my gosh, we just paid this guy two-plus million dollars a year and then some to just watch, he's not going to watch. You agree with me? Barron's going to play a lot because they play a lot of sub-packages, and I think he's that hybrid guy that's going to be on the field a good bit. You agree? I mean, the odd man out is going to be Vitty Vitty Vici. It's going to be Vince Williams. He's going to be the odd man out because they play mostly subs, and they're going to be able to take him off the field as well 
and put Baron ambush. I think you're going to see the double B connection, the killer bees in the middle of that defense playing a lot of snaps because like you said last year, I mean, I think they were in subs about 65% of the time. So I'm coining it right now. The killer bees will be buzzing away, stinging plenty of people in the middle of that defense. Okay. So I, this is something I can't believe I didn't think of, but if, the, our very regular viewer of the show, listener of the show, Vodka Drinker, in our live chat said he brought up the fact that the Steelers play week one against the New England Patriots. Is there any part of you, if you're Mike Tomlin, that says, Devin Bush is our guy, but we're going to start Mark Barron because not only was the last game that he played against Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but we like the veteran experience. And then week two, we're going to then get him on the field. Is there any part of you that would think that way? Or no. do you just say, you got to absolutely not. Absolutely you might as not. well experience the GOAT, your first NFL game. Absolutely not. What, what was the Tomlin saying? We don't live in our fears? Or what was he, what did he say? Uh, he, he does what say that one. He says that if, if you have red paint, paint the barn red. He says, uh, you know, <laughs> we, do, does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want, we, we don't want, we don't want, we don't we want, we want volunteers, not hostages. Um, he's got a lot of them. The paint the red barn thing is about basically if you have three, four personnel, you run a three, four. If you have sub package personnel, you run a sub package. You don't pick up four, three players and then try to convert them. If you, if you have red paint, you paint the barn red. Well, you know, I'm a bad cliche guy. So, you cliche know, I don't killer. get You are the cliche killer. I'm the cliche killer. <laughs> so, you know, since I'm the cliche killer, I don't get convoluted cliches that could mean anything based on <laughs> the, 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 I don't get it. But I wanted to ask Vodka Drinker. It Tito's. Are you a Tito's guy? Ciroc guy? Stoli? What kind of vodka? I like Tito's myself. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, okay. Uh, last question about the draft class, because we did have a question in the live chat about the undrafted free agents the team picked up. I'll read that list in a second. Of the nine players that were selected, and I'm assuming you have the list in front of you, which player do you think? Now, the Steelers do not like to get rid of their draft picks, period. Very rare have they gotten rid of draft picks. Which player has the highest chance, not counting injury, to get cut and not make the 53? Derwin Gray. I think that offensive okay. line is really deep. He's a seventh rounder, and that position is really deep. They have Chucks. Uh, they have the young man that got hurt last year as well. They have plenty of guys at that position, so I think it's going to be tough for that guy to, uh, to, to make the roster. I think it's going to be really tough sledding for him. Yeah. I agree. I think he'd be a good practice squad guy. If they can get him, if he doesn't make the team outright, because he does have, you have BJ Finney as that interior backup, put him on the practice squad, let him learn. I do, I do like what I've seen from him for a seventh round pick. And let's not forget Ramon Foster was an undrafted free agent and he's been a starter for how many years. So just because he was slotted in the seventh round doesn't mean that he can't absolutely, um, you know, make the team and make someone else expendable. So there you have that. So someone did ask in the live chat about the undrafted that were signed. This happened 
uh, well, rumors start happening before the end of the draft even. And then the team officially announces their, um, their list of players that they've signed. Now, what's interesting about this, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, and Lance, I'm assuming you do, undrafted free agents have a choice of where they go. And a lot of times it comes down to which team is going to pay them more money, which team they have a better chance to play for and not just sit and watch. Uh, and so that definitely plays a role into, you know, where these players end up going. So here are the Steelers undrafted free agents for 2019 LSU offensive guard, Garrett Brumfield. Please don't ask me about any of these players. Cause I don't know anything about them other than I'm reading their names off of the behind the steel curtain.com article. Uh, see e, a punter, Ian Berryman. Offensive guard from Florida. Yeah, there you go. Offensive guard, Fred Johnson. Uh, guard, a defensive lineman, Jay Hayes from Georgia. Running back from Colorado, Trayvon McMillan. Uh, West Virginia safety, Drayvon Askew-Henry. Texas defensive lineman, Chris Nelson. Tight end and long snapper, Trevor Wood. From All right, long snapper. Yeah, hey, hey. And tight end. Wow, talk about vert position flexibility. And Ooh. Matthew Wright, kicker from UCF. And Olay. Alex, exactly. And University of Houston cornerback Alexander Myers. When I look at this list, Lance, I think of two things. They finally have some competition at punter and at kicker. I don't care yeah. where these guys yeah. played. Jordan Berry and uh, the Wizard of Boz, Chris Boswell, they need competition. And so I don't know anything about Matthew Wright from UCF or Ian Barham in the punny punter. It's it's good. I'm glad that they brought in kickers. I was waiting for them in the seventh round to draft a kicker or a punter, but they didn't. And uh, so, yeah, what are your thoughts about that kicking situation? They shouldn't feel safe. I mean, the Wizard of Boz or whatever you called him, I mean, he, he cost the Steelers a few games. He cost so him he, the playoffs, man. He cost him the playoffs. Yes, he did. He was he was critical in that. So this team didn't make the playoffs last year. So if you didn't have a great year last year, you should not feel safe. And I was going through the roster, and the young man I was talking about was the offensive tackle from LSU, Gerald Hawkins. Um, you know, he's a young player that they definitely want to sniff and take a great look at. So it's really going to be difficult for the tackle that got drafted. But yeah, you got to bring in kickers. I mean, we hate Barry personally. I mean, I mean, I <laughs> well, hate, not, not I mean, personally. I just don't think he's very good at his job. I mean, we we don't like the guy. I mean, he he. I mean, I mean, Jeff likes everyone. That's and, not true. Well, A B. So <laughs> he's a turd. <laughs> So A.B. and Barry are on the list. So, yeah, I mean, hey, this team didn't make the playoffs. That team up north is rolling toward its seventh. It better be fire under everybody. Yeah, I love how some people say, oh, Jordan Barry's average, punting average. But I don't care about his average. I care about when you need a big punt, can you deliver a big punt, a, a field-flipping punt. And when you need to pin someone deep, can you not kick it either at the 20 or in the end zone? I want to see you put them inside the 20. That's not asking a lot. The great punters pin them inside the 10. I'm just asking inside the 20, and Jordan Berry sometimes struggles with that. Now, I'm not saying it's all on him. His kick coverage teams have been suspect for a long time now. But I do think some of the players they drafted, especially in the sixth round, in um, Sutton Smith, and Ulysses, I want to say, I'm just going to call him Ulysses S. Grant um, instead of Ulysses Gilbert. 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, Sutton Smith and Ulysses S. Grant are very athletic. I think they're going to be special teams guys, teamers, as they call them. And I think that'll help the kicking situation. But, hey, no one's job is safe, period. I, I can what? see they, they'll they cut. Hey, if they're going to – they last year, everyone thinks that, uh, you know, this is guaranteed to happen. This is guaranteed to happen. Everyone thought last year that Joshua Dobbs was gone and Landry Jones was a guarantee to make the team and what happened. Landry Jones got cut, and everyone's like, what? I could see that happen. If Chris Boswell misses some kicks in the preseason, I part ways hey, with him. They eat the hey, money and just let it roll. This is a grown man business. If they ate $21 million in cap space, they'll eat that meal for Chris Boswell. And and, and the gentleman's name is Ulysses Gilbert. So you uh, were UG. <laughs> Call him UG. No, Ulysses S. Grant is much better. <laughs> UG Akron. Let's just <laughs> let's just change his name completely. Uh, now, the only other thing I wanted to talk with you about, Lance, and we'll maybe get some to some questions uh, today from our uh, loyal viewers in the live chat, is that Trey Wingo of ESPN? He had a conversation with Mike Tomlin. I don't know if this was on on Sports Center or anything like that, and he asked him in a roundabout way. You know, about not having Antonio Brown and or Le'Veon Bell back. And Tomlin said that it's a it's a sense of cleansing. Like that, an enema? Well, you took it you took it there. <laughs> you, took it there. <laughs> you went to you went there. You went there. That's fine. It's everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, but you know, it, it made me think. I I, I gotta feel I definitely have this feeling. You look at the players, the veterans that have already shown up to phase one of off-season workouts, and you look at the, what they're saying um, in terms of social media and how it's all about the team. I can't help but think from a team perspective that Tomlin is 100% right. They have cleansed themselves of the cancers in that locker room, and Bell wasn't necessarily a cancer. He just wasn't there. And because he wasn't there, drama surrounded him, turmoil built up. The giant turd, Antonio Brown, he's the one that was the true cancer, and he's gone. I can't help but think that this is not a huge positive for this team. Do you agree, or do you disagree because 15 touchdowns are 15 touchdowns? Production on the field, 15 touchdowns are 15 touchdowns, but it seems as if it was a, a huge team colonic. I mean, they went, <laughs> they had a colonic, uh, they drank some kale, uh, smooth move tea. I mean, that's all great. That's all well and good. I hope they feel better about coming to work. But you know what will happen because fans aren't consistent. If they start 0-4, they'll say, well, hell, I would have rather been constipated with some wins. <laughs> so uh... it just depends on Wins and losses. I mean, that's what it all gets down to. Wise man, Jim Wexel, friend of the program at SteelCityInsider.net, told me one very specific thing that I've never forgotten in an interview that we did back in the day. Everything can be judged in wins and losses. It's a wins and loss business. If they win, it was a good thing. If they lose, it was a bad thing. When you stray away from evaluating it from wins and losses, you lose your way. So it's still, we'll wait and see. They they may feel like a collective load is off their colon now that it's clean and 
whiskey clean and crystal clear and whoo they feel like they dropped 10 pounds we'll see after week one because you know it jeff if they go out and get hammered by the patriots week one all of the goodwill that they gained by getting rid of both of those dudes will be gone in three short hours i disagree i, I disagree i don't i if, if they lose in week one i don't think it's the end of the world I don't think that the sky will be falling. I don't think, well, for the team, the fan base, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The fan base guard the Clemente Bridge because people are going to be sprinting there to jump off. And I, I, for the team, I don't think, if Mike Tomlin is smart, and he is smart, he's not hyping this game up any more than just a week one game. Sure, it has significance. Sure, you're facing the Super Bowl champs. Sure, you're in their house. You're just... Uh, the primetime game. I get all that. But ultimately, it's just week one. There's going to be a lot of change. And, and you and I have said this before. You look at teams from week one compared to week 10, and typically it's drastically different in terms of products on the field. So um... <laughs> hearing you say that that team up north is the Super Bowl champs, that shit makes me want to go get a colonic. Yes, it yeah. does. That's ugh. Hey, I picked yeah. him to win. I picked him to win. I picked the Steelers to upset him out there. Just so you know. Uh, well, you know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay, um, I, I have something to say. I want to say to the fan base, and I'll, I'll give the mic to you, and you can get on the soapbox if you want for a second. And that is everyone always falls into this love affair with the draft picks. Every year it happens. They start watching the highlight films that are put out on websites like BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. They start looking at, you know, stats and intangibles from the combine and this, that, and the other. And they start to anoint these players as the next period, the next blank, whatever that is. This is the next great inside linebacker. This is the next cornerback. This is the ne look. There's a lot of these guys will not pan out for every NFL team. So instead of thinking always about the next, focus on what the title of this show is today, and that is who can actually impact the team now. If Justin Lane turns out to be the starter in three years or next year, that's great. But what does he bring to the team now? Is it just a, a guy that's going to be in street clothes on, on Sundays because he's a game day inactive? I don't know. Is it someone that can play in certain sub packages? What about uh, another player, Benny Snell Jr.? You know, he looks good in Kentucky. That's not the tough SEC conference. And what's he going to be like in the National Football League when he's going up against guys that are bigger, stronger, faster? He's going up against men. Uh, these are things that you have to keep in your mind. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. I'm not trying to be a wet towel like Lance Williams. I'm just trying to be <laughs> straight up and say that I'll never forget, and I, I don't know why it was. I could give you a guess why. When Tyler Matikiewicz was drafted out of Temple in the seventh round, they saw this hard-nosed, white inside linebacker, and the fan base fell in love with him. And then they found that he had a dirty, nickname Dirty Red. Oh, that's so cool, Dirty Red. That sounds like an old. He sounds like he's from an old western. And then when he finally got on the field, slow, slow, slow. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw why he was a seventh round draft pick. It's it's just I, I hate to say this, but look, it just fans just calm down. 
Focus on the players that you think can impact the team this year. So I'm talking about Devin Bush. Probably your first four picks are, are the guys that you should really be focusing on. There might be some surprises, but even those camp darlings rarely ever turn into players on the field. Um, I can only think of Mike Hilton recently that no one really had heard of that went into camp, was all over the place, making plays, and actually got inserted into the starting lineup and has turned out to be a very good player. So just my kind of like a... a a warning. We'll put a warning label on this 2019 draft class. Take it with a grain of salt. See how they do. Hear what their reports are coming out of OTAs and minicamp uh, coming up in May. And then when July, at the end of July comes, they report to training camp. Then we'll really find out about them. But I just like to do that every year because you, you can see it already in the uh, live chat here where people are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this guy's the next Vince Williams. And this guy's going to go to this position. Like, just stop. Just stop. Take a breath. Calm down. So that was my soapbox, Lance. Is there anything you want to have uh, tell the um, viewers or listeners out there before we call it a show? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let me just add to this, and I'm going to be joy in my segment. We're I, wasn't, swap. I wasn't bad there. I wasn't bad here. It wasn't like you are typically. You, <laughs> you, you were semi-joy. But when you look at young players and you hear it over and over and over again, the young players you need to focus on are second-year guys. Expect nothing from rookies. If you have no expectation of the rookies, you're, you're probably where you need to be. They're young players trying to become professionals in a game that's about grown men, results, money, expectation, everything. It is overwhelming. It is playing at the highest level with the highest level of expectations week in and week out. The players that need to you need to focus on as a fan base are Terrell Edmonds, James Washington, and Jalen Samuels. Those are the key picks from last year's draft class that if this Steeler team is going to make a step to the stairway of seven and walk up that staircase, those are the players that the fan base needs to focus on. Those players are the players that you should expect to make that jump to get this team over the hump. So put your energy and your focus on those guys who have been in the program for a year, who are young players but have gone through that transition from college to professional football. Those are the guys that you need to focus on because those are the guys that the Steelers will need to make a jump if they're going to get to that seventh Lombardi. Okay, so here we go. You had just the question as you were talking came to my head. Out of those three players that were drafted in 2018, Edmonds, Washington, and Samuels, who do you think makes the biggest jump from year one to year two? And which one do you think is the most important? I think it's James Washington. They have to have a second wide receiver. They need a juju type impact from James Washington. Maybe not as good as Juju. And that's but they, so tough, man. He had they, almost a thousand they, yards his rookie season. 
You know, they need James Washington to ball out and fill that void of those 15 touchdowns. He needs to get at least half of those. We need, as a fan base and as the Steelers as a team, they need James Washington to go out and get like eight touchdowns. They need him to go out and get half of that. So the rest of the seven can be sprinkled out amongst some of the other offensive players. It has to be James Washington. I, I think Edmonds will be solid, but, you know, safeties don't score points. They prevent points. I want the guy that makes the impact to be the guy that can actually get in the end zone. We need James Washington. The Steelers need James Washington to score eight touchdowns or more to make up for that loss of A.B. You're right. It's tough to tough to disagree. Jalen Samuels could take a huge jump. He's not the guy. But James Washington is going to have to be a guy, the one of the guys. And then wide receiver is different than running back. Uh, I'm still going to say, though, Terrell Edmonds, if you look at what the Steelers have done this offseason and bringing in Barron, drafting Devin Bush, he's not going to be in the box as much as he once was, I don't feel, especially if they're in subs. I want to see him make some plays on the football, period. Uh, you know, I, I'm you know, he was the... I'm in the right place. I'm in position. I'm making the tackle. Now he took some bad angles last year. Some were almost laughable, but he was never the guy that was making a play. And there's a difference between making a tackle and making right. a play. I want to see Edmonds making plays this year, trusting your instincts. Look at what Troy did when he was in his prime. He trusted his tapes, his study, because he studied like a fiend and he had unbelievable. Stop. 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 I'm Stop not comparing it. them. I'm saying his preparation <laughs> combined with athleticism is when you make plays. I think Edmonds has the athleticism. I think Edmonds has the athleticism. I think last season as a rookie, he, he paused a beat. He saw the play. He might've thought, and you, when you second guess yourself and as a rookie, it's understandable. When you second guess yourself, you're, you're late, you're late. And then you're just making the tackle instead of making a play. I think Edmonds is going to be really important for this defense in the secondary. And, uh, there you go. You have a saying. Go ahead and say that. I I gave you the cliche. (laughs) When you're thinking, you're stinking. And Jeff said it right. You're playing on instinct. All your film study, it's instinct. Trust your eyes. Trust what you see. Trust your study and react. And so I think we're in the same boat when it comes to Edmonds. We want Edmonds to play comfortable and trust what he sees so the athleticism can come out. Because he never looked like that last year. Never looked comfortable. Never look comfortable. And I love how this is the Steelers fan base in a nutshell. Someone writes, Blake writes, Edmonds is horrible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yesterday, we're wrapping up the 2019 draft class. And everyone's like, love the draft. Love the draft. Great picks. Top. One of the best picks ever. Someone wrote, seriously, worst draft on paper I've ever seen in 40 years. There you go, folks. The Steelers fan base. We'll see you later. Have a great evening. <laughs> Joy and pain, baby. That's Joy it. That's and it. Pain. That, absolutely. So, uh, anything else to add to the view uh, to this show before we call it? Want to thank you guys, everybody that's listening to the program via podcast, listening to the program on YouTube. The site is blowing up. The show is just, I mean, it's, it's I mean, me and Jeff are just kind of flabbergasted at the growth of the program and of the YouTube channel over the last six to seven weeks. Stay with us. We're going to continue to give you outstanding content, regular shows, and we're going to do our best to give you still quality. Absolutely. And that's why it's a standard is a standard. We're setting a standard for ourselves. We're going to live up to it. 
this is it, it, there's a lot of new listeners so i'm going to say this to everyone this show the standards is standard in the off season will be on sundays during the season typically moves to wednesdays we'll see what how that happens um but it's normally we talk about the news we have a general theme that we want to focus on um then monday nights just on our audio platforms uh we have the recording of dave uh, i'm sorry Brian Davis and Tony Defeo, who's a writer for the website behind the still curtain.com. They talk about the news and their opinions. Tuesday is when Lance. Yeah, I said it is turned in and that's when we will publish Wednesday morning on the website. He gives his spin, his hot take on anything black and gold related. Then Thursday nights live on YouTube, the Steelers preview. That's where Brian, Dave and myself, we will preview like what we're going to start this year is we're going to preview each draft pick a week and we're, we'll go talk about news if there's news that's going on or have other we have stat geek segments stuff like that it's a great show um we're gonna be great we're not going anywhere folks okay so if you're looking for five shows a week so on your commute to work while you're at lunch you're at the gym on the treadmill whatever perfect for you five days a week so there you have it uh lance as always i thank you for your time on sunday taking some time you just got back from watching uh what is the Avengers Endgame? Do you give Avengers it a thumbs up? Do you give it thumbs up, thumbs down? Two thumbs up. I'm going to give it a 9.25 out of 10. One of the oh. best movies in the Marvel MCU. Ooh, okay. Yes. I am going to go ahead and give it a 0, 0.0 because I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> Let me snap him away. <laughs> Oh, he's still there. I yes. wasn't able to snap Jeff away. Your geekery does not work on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, it, it uh, didn't work. Man. So, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, with that said, we'll end the show. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Standard is the Standard. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.